0: donuts. I mean, like ten people are in there. Clayton's not doing the announcements. This is an important time. Announcements are at the end specifically because now they're coming in the, the culprits. Um anyways, because there are some important things we need you to remember at the end. So I put Clayton at the end for that reason, okay? Um, today I'm going to be talking about you. All right, all right. You were made for this. How many of you want to know what you were made for? I think we all do, right? We want to know our purpose. We want to know what we are made for so that we can have fulfillment in life. Do you ever do something that you weren't made for that exhausted you? Right, And so that's why it's so important to find out your purpose and what you were created to do, what you were made for, what has God placed on the inside of you to fulfill to bring him glory. And so this is what we're talking about today. And so we're going to start here with when God made us. Okay, So let's go to Genesis 1, verses 26 through 28. Then God said, let us make human beings, talking Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. They're talking amongst themselves and they're like, let's do this. Let us make human beings in our own image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, the wild animals on earth, and small animals that scurry along the ground. So God's like, that's a good idea. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them both male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds of the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. So we weren't created to be dominated. We weren't created to be ruled over by the stuff in this earth or by our flesh. We were created to rule it, right? To rule over our body, to rule over our flesh, and to rule over the the animals and and just this, this earthly kingdom. We were created to rule. Why? Because God is the ruler. (laughs) God is the creator, and he created us just to be like him, right? And so we need to grab hold of that. We were created as sons and daughters of God in his likeness with attributes that he has and power in our words just like God. When he spoke, power went out and created so we need to realize, and I'm not going to get into all this, but, but the first and foremost thing that we were created for is to be a son and a daughter of God. And with that, he instilled on the inside of us everything we need that pertains to life and godliness. Everything we need is already built in on the inside of us to fulfill the purpose of God. Okay? So with that, we're first and foremost created with the purpose to be a son or a daughter of God. In Luke 10:19 he says, Behold, I give unto you, talking about that, what he instilled in us, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, so that nothing shall by any means hurt you. In other words, understand who you are. You're a son and daughter of God. And understand what you have. You have power and authority so that when the enemy comes that you have authority over him. You don't have to put up with his schemes and his tactics so that it doesn't hurt you the way it might hurt others, right? Like, for instance, what we've gone through as a family. Why am I standing here? Why am I not just, like, you know, crying in a corner? <laughs> Maybe I had my moments. But because what gives me fulfillment and what gives me joy is stepping into the, uh, fulfilling the purpose that God has for me. That restores, when you do what God's called you to do, it restores your strength. It restores your joy, okay? And so, so um, to, to sit around and not do what I'm called to do would bring, you know, just sadness, unfulfillment, and just feelings of blah. I'm sure we've all felt that. so behold he gives us power and authority and then in Romans 8 28 through 30 he says and we know that God causes all things to work together for the good to those who love God and are called what according to his purpose for God knew his people in advance so he created us and he also knew us and he formed in us everything we needed that pertains to life and godliness, everything we needed to fulfill the purpose he had for us as a son or daughter, as well as individual purposes. For God knew us, his people, in advance, and he chose us to be like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he also called them to him. And having called them, he gave them a right standing with himself, and having given them the right standing, he gave them his glory." Each one of us have this calling to be a son and daughter of God, and he knew that before we were created. He destined us and called us by name, okay? The minute we respond to that purpose and receive that purpose and become a son and daughter of God, we then have anointings and callings that bring the fulfillment of that purpose. I'll get into it here in a second. So God created everything and everyone with a purpose. He is a mastermind with a master plan. He's the creator, right? And and he didn't just create and just like forget about something he created. He created it with some divine plan and purpose to fulfill and to bring him joy, He created you specifically and designed you specifically to do certain things that bring him joy. There is not another Clayton in this world. Clayton brings God joy. He may irritate me sometimes. But he brings the Lord joy. Don't tell me your spouse doesn't irritate you sometimes. Um, So God had a plan and created us with certain personalities, with certain abilities that are supposed to be used to bring the Lord joy, right? So breaking it down, we need, to, we need to find out, in order to have fulfillment in life, we need to find out what's my purpose. What is my purpose? Well, the first thing we need to realize is we're a son and daughter of God. So everything that we do should be a result of the fact that we're a son and daughter of God. Everything we do should reflect the fact that our purpose is to be a son and daughter of God. Yes. So if what we're doing doesn't reflect that we're a son and daughter of God, it should not be done. Yes. That's good. little side note, not going there today, but this is the case. We're first and foremost a son and daughter of God. So in purpose, we also have callings and assignments to fulfill that purpose. And now we're getting into um, not just being a son and daughter, but having specific purpose to each one of us. Think about it. Even Jesus had a purpose and callings and assignments here on earth. And i want to break it down just a little bit. So Jesus in 1 John 3, says, for this purpose, the son of God was made manifest to destroy the works of the devil. So it, it's not that his purpose and he is a destroyer. That's not who he is. That's what he did to fulfill the purpose of destroying the works of the devil. He he was made manifest to do this, but his purpose was he's the son of God, right? In Acts 10.38, it says, And you know God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, who then went around doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So anointings and callings come because of your purpose. God instills in you, and, and unless you find out what your purpose is, which we're going to talk about, unless you find out what your purpose is, you won't really tap into those anointings and those callings, and therefore you won't receive fulfillment. And this is the reason um, why a lot of people get burnt out, because they're doing things they really aren't called to do, or or they don't have the anointing to fulfill that Um whether it's a job or, or an area of ministry or whatever. So Jesus, with the purpose of being the son of God to save man, right, to deliver man, God anointed him then. And he had the calling and he had the anointing to go out to cast out devils. He had the anointing to go out and teach and preach the word of God. And so just like Jesus... Because it said he was the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, just like Jesus, each one of us have individual calls, purposes, assignments, and callings from the Lord. You are not what you do. What you do is a result of who you are. So your purpose is who you are. It's your makeup. It's it's God's design. And on the inside of you is giftings, callings, and abilities that fulfill who you are. That, and it all brings him glory. It all brings him glory. He, he's blessed when we fulfill the call of God on our lives. So God designed each one of us with a plan in mind, and when we start to step into that purpose, that plan, God gives us, and, and he said he's given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. He We step over into or or he reveals to us these anointings, these callings, these abilities that we have on the inside of us. I believe that some of you have things on the inside of you that you have not yet discovered. You don't know that you're called to, will say, be a children's pastor. You don't know that you're called to be in charge of an area of ministry. You don't know yet that you have within you the ability to have a homeless shelter or whatever it is that, that God gave you the ability to do until you find your purpose, until you realize what wakes you up in the morning, what gets you excited in life, you won't step into that. You won't really fulfill And have the desires of your heart fulfilled, which sometimes we don't know the desires until we know the purpose. So it's not going to do us much good or much fulfillment to try to do something that we're not called to do. Um, That grace and that anointing won't be there to do it. Clayton said, and I'm not bashing you at all, but I'm just using our conversation as an example. Clayton said, "I, I didn't have my message yet, Um, I don't know if this was like the other day or yesterday or what, but he's like, I'll teach a message. And I was like, you got one? (laughs) Um, But I'm not saying that you never will, but the whole point is you don't want to step over into doing something that you are, it's not your purpose, you're not assigned to do it because it'll be like pushing against a wall. You know what I mean? It'll be difficult. It'll be hard. And that's regarding anything. If you're not called to do something and your purpose isn't to teach or your purpose isn't to exhort or your purpose isn't to do certain things, then when you go to do those things, it's kind of like, ugh. It's hard, you know, like somebody else is you know, not that you're comparing, but somebody else is anointed to do that and it's easy for them. That's because they've got the anointing to do that. Clayton's got the anointing for some reason, and Cindy Stewart put it a good way, like crack an egg, like um, break it open, break us open. There's a, there's proof that laughter opens up our heart so that we're receptive to receive what God has for us. There's an anointing that breaks through Um, certain people. I, I believe Sister Phyllis or Austin has an anointing to open up a service and and bring breakthrough so that then we can enter in and 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 lay down our cares and enter into God's presence and and be receptive then to receive in a service so different people have different purposes which then has different callings and anointings and if we try to step over the line into something we're not we'll find out really quickly that that's not my thing But it's important to test other, you know, certain things and find out where is my fulfillment? Where is my purpose? What wakes me up in the morning? What brings me fulfillment? So burnout comes from doing something you're not created to do. Proverbs 19, 21 says this, and really he's putting it in, in this way. He says, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose. That will prevail. You might try to do, and I know some people who have tried to do many, many things in life. And if you ask a child what they want to do when they grow up, you know, from one year to the next, it may be different. I want to be a—it's always like firefighter, and policeman. It's the stuff that they see, you know, that's like the forefront, um, not realizing that there's so many other options. But um, many are the plans of a man's heart you know, and, and I don't know about you, but a lot of people go to college starting off with a plan and then end up with a different one. I know my cousin who's sitting back there, she started off wanting to be a veterinarian. <laughs> Many are the plans of a man's heart, but as you head in that direction, if you realize it wasn't for you, turn, turn the corner. Do, do something else, something that brings fulfillment, something that you realize you were made for, because then fulfillment comes and there's blessing attached to that but it's the lord's purpose that prevails when you find the lord's purpose for your life it's what's going to bring fulfillment and it's what's going to bring blessing to you not just financial but spirit soul body mind every area blessing fulfillment there's fulfillment there's fulfillment in doing what god's called you to do if you're taking note second peter 1:3 i i paraphrase it, but it says, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. You've already got what it takes. It's not something we're trying to get to fulfill our purpose. It's already created in you. It's just that we have to tap into it. It's just that we have to realize it. Ask him to reveal it to us by his spirit. He says, um, we have received all of this by coming to know him. So the minute you come to know him, you got your purpose as a son or daughter of God. But then the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence, then he starts revealing what you can do to fulfill your purpose as a son or daughter of God. What has he placed on the inside of you? So really, it's to our advantage, the word of God says in James 4, 8, draw close to me and I'll draw close to you. Well, the closer you get to God, the more you're going to hear his voice. And the more you're going to see what he's showing you, right? So, so often when I'm in worship or I'm in prayer, whether it be at church or at home, um, we'll just say, you know, and I'm sure I'm not just speaking, you know, my own self, but you open the Bible and it feels like you're just reading words, even though you know it's the word of God. But if you press in and you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you, what's the father saying to me? What are you saying to me? What are you saying to me today? And you press in past that initial, like, I'm just reading, you know, out of of habitual reading, then God will start speaking to you. If you pray more than the 10 minutes, like your, your opening prayer for today, Lord, just pray let your kingdom come and your will be done. And you pray past that and, and you you get into his presence and you welcome him and you sit and you listen. Then you're going a little further, getting a little closer to God, where all of a sudden you start hearing and seeing a little clearer of what he has for you. And so when we're in worship, I'm just worshiping God, and and I'm not just focused on the words on the screen, even though sometimes what he's showing me in the spirit is actually what's happening on the words of the screen, which is cool. But I'm focusing on just worshiping God. I'm coming into that throne room, and I'm I'm worshiping him, and then all of a sudden I see that, that vision of the open portal of heaven above us. And that comes from drawing close to God. So as we pursue God, he pursues us. As we draw close to God, he draws close to us. And what happens is it automatic. You start to see. You start to hear. He starts to reveal his plans, his purposes, his calling for your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And we all want that. We want to be fulfilled and we want to bring God glory because... It's exciting to bring him glory. So I'm not just throwing out information here. Really, God wants us to understand so that we step over into it. Do you know that, um, you know, um, the Lord spoke to me a while back, like, he's, he's, he's building the church. He's building the church up, and then it sounds bad, but he said the scripture to me. <laughs> he said he's building the church upon its ruins, and it's a scripture, He's restoring it. He's building it. The thing is, is when you build something, you need everything in its place. You need every board up. You know, you need, you need doors. You need, you know, everything so that it's built and ready to, to hold the animals. <laughs> the ark, you know, it, it was built, and then the animals came in. am not calling you animals, but anyways. Every single one of us, God has a place for us in the body of Christ. And the body, the, the word of God says the I can't say to the hand, I have no need of you, right? So if we're not, if our body, and like let's just say um, our pinky is not working, then all of a sudden you start realizing there's things you can't do because that pinky is just not working the way it should. I'm using you as an example again because he can't move his pinky. <laughs> but so we need each other, and we're not going to be ready – for God to do what he wants to do unless we all find out our purpose and step into those callings and those anointings, right? Do you get what I'm saying? Okay, so I'm sharing with you everything God's designed you for and what he's placed on the inside of you. And this is what he's always done from the very beginning, Genesis. This is what he's always done. And so for an example, Jeremiah 1.5, he's speaking to Jeremiah. He's a young man and he's telling him his purpose. And he's telling him what he's called to do. Before I formed you, and it sounds really similar to to me, um, how he said in the beginning, (laughs) you know, that God created man and woman um, to be in his likeness. Well, he's saying this to Jeremiah. Before I formed you, this is more specific to him, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. In other words, before you were even born, I had a purpose for you. Before you were born, I set you apart to be a little different than everybody else. And I appointed you, or you could say I called you. To do what? To fulfill this purpose. I called you. So a calling is like prophet. He, he, I called you to be a prophet. To, to do what? To fulfill the purpose of getting my word out there. To speak to my people. Right? Right? And so he's telling him something he didn't know. So this proves to us that you could be living life and, and even come to a certain age, and not know, not know what your purpose is. And until you have him speak to you, you're, you're kind of like, you know, just doing what you know is good to do, but not really fulfilled. But at this point, Jeremiah must have been spending time with the Lord, suddenly he's sensitive to the Holy Spirit and he hears from God what God actually created him to do and fulfill. Hallelujah. He was created with purpose of being a prophet to the nations. Purpose um, was revealed to him by the, by the Lord and now everything that he would do would be all about that purpose. Everything that we do should all pinpoint that purpose that we have. In Psalms 139, 13 through 18, he says, for you, were crea- for you created my innermost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days for me were ordained and written in your book before one of them came to be. This is really interesting because I actually, so I know my purpose, right? My purpose is to usher in God's greater glory and to have people walk in the fullness of their call and their anointing. This is, this is what I made for All right, But everything I do, whether it's pastor, whether it's write a book, whether it's do a vlog, everything I do is going to pursue that purpose, is going to fulfill that purpose, and it's all going to bring God glory. All the callings that I have in my life, whether it be pastor, teacher, prophet, evangelist, whatever you're called to do, is going to fulfill that purpose. And so the Lord told me 10 years ago, And now I'm about seven chapters in. But he told me a long time ago to write a book in a specific title, and it's called Progressing in the Anointing. And I know the ultimate, like, achievement in that book is to walk in the fullness of God's power, just like Jesus, because that's what we were created to be like. But I I put it off for a really long time. I mean, I walk in portion of the anointing, and I hear from God, and I see what the Lord's showing me and stuff like that. But I just kind of, like, put it off because I'm like, I'm not there. (laughs) Until finally, I want to say like two years ago or a year ago, um, the Lord spoke to me. And and I didn't even realize this scripture. The Lord spoke to me. He's like, just write the book. He said, I've already written your story and you do walk in it. And then I saw this passage about being formed and being created. And he said, all the days ordained for me were written in your book. God already knows what he placed on the inside of you. He already knows, and he wouldn't call you to do something that he hasn't equipped you for. So stop putting it off. It's in you already. You don't have to wait till one day in the future when I feel like I'm adequately, you know, Supplied for, it's in you. He created you for such a time as this, and he already formed you with a purpose, a plan, and all the equipment to do that thing. Now, the the issue is here, what is it I'm supposed to do? Now, for me... Um, I already knew that God, what God called me to do, but, but um, I mean, I knew my purpose. I knew that one day I would I'd be kind of speaking in front of people. I didn't understand, like, specifically how that was going to be done. So then God starts speaking to me about callings. Like, he, he specifically He sent me to Ramah Bible College so that I would grow in my knowledge of the Lord. Why? Because he wants me to fulfill my purpose, and so I'm going to have to do things that will head me towards my purpose. Now, everything he asked me to do are assignments that then fulfill my purpose. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, there's three tiers here there's purpose, there's callings, and there's assignments. The assignments will fulfill those callings, and all of it will head towards your purpose. And so, for I know the plans I have for you, and take it personally, they're plans the Lord says, for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So when he created you, it was to to give a future and a hope to you, to give you fulfillment. Why? Because he's a good father. And he wants his children blessed and he wants us to be fulfilled. He doesn't want us burnt out doing something meaningless. He wants us to be filled with joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. Amen? So my calling or your calling is going to be according to your purpose. In Psalms 20 verse 4, may he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. But remember, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that will prevail. So when our plans line up with his plans, or when our desire lines up with his desire, then... He'll give us the desires of our hearts, you know. And so we got to make sure that, that we're doing it in the right motive, the right attitude, and seeking after him. Like, you can't just decide, like, I want to be a millionaire. Well, what's the intent in your heart? Are you going to support the kingdom of God, you know? If God has made you generous, say, like, your, your gifting, your calling, or some of it intertwines a little bit, is to be, God's made you a generous person, right? And he knows what you're going to do with that money. So he will bless you and he will lead you and guide you along that, that purpose to give into the kingdom. And he'll lead you and guide you to make a good amount of money so that you can support the kingdom. Some people, the word of God says, are blessed to be a blessing. Right? And other people might um, have a, a purpose and, and, and get fulfillment from, from being hospitable. And so everything they do has to do with hospitality. I mean, they're great at greeting. They're great at uh, serving a meal. They love having people over, and they get fulfillment from it. When they have people over, they're not drained. You know, it it takes some work, but you're not drained. You're not exhausted. And so if you have that in you and it's heading towards your purpose, it's going to bring fulfillment. And so, you know, really all God wants to do here today is stir up these giftings these callings on the inside of you so that you have fulfillment. And in that, you bring him joy. Amen? As well as there's no lack in the body of Christ. There's no lack in his, in his house, in his church. Um, everything is covered and every need is met. I believe it was John G. Lake who said, when your desires line up with God's desires, you can be sure and confident that he will give you what you ask for. Now The motive is right. You're wanting to fulfill the purpose of God, so then God gives you what you're asking for. In Colossians 1:16, he says, "For through him God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for him." That's what we need to realize. Everything that He created us for is for Him, by Him, through Him. It's accomplished. It's not of our own effort. It's not of our own ability, because when you do it of your own effort and your own ability, that's what drains you. But when you tap into wanting to serve God through what you do, and your purpose is to bring Him glory, and He says, Do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Now, I understand, you know, we have natural jobs. But when you find your niche, when you find what, what brings fulfillment, that's when you're tapping into the grace and the anointing of what God's called you to do. You're tapping into something that brings you fulfillment. It's because you've got a grace upon you, an anointing upon you to do that. And in that sphere, you're fulfilling purpose. The purpose that God created you for. You might say, why is it so important to understand My purpose is because God loves you so much he wants you to be fulfilled in life. People who are not fulfilled in life want to stay in bed and do nothing. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes I like to stay in bed. (laughs) But if you don't have a reason or purpose to wake up in the morning, you can get depressed and down. And God doesn't want that for his kids at all, right? Right? he wants us fulfilled hallelujah so it helps us um to discern if we know our purpose it helps us to discern in life or even in in um, the setting of church it helps us to discern what should we do what should we do that will bring us fulfillment and and um if you want, you know, you really want to fulfill your purpose, you want to fulfill the plan of God, then you need to evaluate your life and let the Holy Spirit show you. Because um, if you're, like, getting burnt out and you're overwhelmed, okay, I'll just say that. I remember um, a story of um, Brother Kenneth Copeland, and he had, he, I mean, he had, like, a TV ministry, and he's preaching all over and um, going on missions trips and all this stuff for the Lord. Um, his heart was for the Lord, but the Lord asked him to do something specific, and he's like, I don't have any time for that. Like There's no time, and the Lord's like, well, I never asked you to do this, I never asked you to do this, I never asked you to do this. So the point is, evaluate. If you're getting burnt out and you don't have time to do the one thing that God has actually purposed in you, then eliminate some things that have nothing to do with your purpose. Maybe you're just doing it out of habit. Maybe it is something you enjoy, but maybe it's golfing or something. Maybe you need to do it a little less so that when you do go, you know, it's just for enjoyment, but then you would have more time to do what God's actually called you to do. Therefore, your life would bring God. God doesn't mind you having fun, okay? He, he doesn't want you to take away from family time, so don't get me wrong. Like, that's part of my purpose and calling is to be a mother, right, and a wife, so I'm not going to, like, take away from that, but what I do in those callings is going to always head towards my purpose. So eliminating things from our lives so that we can have a, f- a purpose-fulfilled life, like a, a di- you know, direction in life. Focus and directed life by the Lord. Um, when we find our purpose, it'll fulfill it'll bring passion to our life again you'll achieve success or the feeling of success you know there's nothing like feeling like for me I don't, I don't i'm i'm still trying to pinpoint it okay i know part of my purpose is to see people pursue the the presence of the lord and if i and and it stir up the gifts of god within people so if i feel like in a service i've done that do you have something to say okay has the microphone um if if I feel like I've done that and I feel like oh, service went really good I feel fulfilled like a job well done right yeah. I don't even need to hear it from you I know from the Lord yeah. Yeah. I, I can feel it job well done why because I did something to fulfill the purpose of God that he has put on the inside of me. And so you've received the feeling of success and fulfillment when you're doing what God's called you to do. God's grace and his strength and his anointing is there so that you can do it. I remember asking my brother-in-law, Josh, he played a couple worship songs for my mom's funeral, for my dad's, and for my brother's. And I was trying to um, do what I'm called to do. Um... And I was trying to help him realize that. I said, I don't know how you do that. To sing like that and do it so well. And they're all worship songs, mind you. In in this situation, you know, I said, it must be the anointing you're tapping into. And he's like, yeah, I guess so. And I was like, yeah. You know, just leaving him with that to think about. Because... When you're anointed to do something and you do it, you leave fulfilled. You leave happy. Why do you get fulfilled and happy? Because you know you've brought God glory. And you're a son and daughter of God and that's what you were made for. What are you doing that is bringing God glory. And has he been asking you to do something that you have not stepped into? Because like me, you've put it off because you don't feel like you're worthy or that you don't have the equipment. But God created you with the equipment. He gave it to you when he formed you in your mother's womb. He had a plan and he had a purpose for you. And he instilled in you every single thing you need that pertains to this life of godliness. So we just need to spend time with him and have ears to hear. And evaluate What am I doing that doesn't make me happy? What am I doing that brings joy and fulfillment to my life? Because then you're heading more in the direction of fulfilling your purpose, not talking about your flesh, like going out and partying makes you happy, so that's what you're called to do. No, 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 no. Sin is fun for a moment, and he said after that destruction, right? So we don't even want to go there. God's grace and his anointing will empower you to fulfill your purpose, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. So this is a good phrase. I wrote this down from Patricia King. Imposed purpose drains you. If you shouldn't be doing it, then it should. Dra- then it drains you. So reevaluate. See if that's something you should be doing. Purpose is who you are not what you do, but what you do should direct you and and be a part of your purpose. Um, For instance, Jesus, um, his purpose was to be his savior, right? He didn't come to those who didn't need a savior. He came to those who need saving. And so those who needed saving, he didn't come for those who were perfect. He came for those who were imperfect, he didn't come for those who didn't need healing. He came for those who needed to be healed. Right? So when you look at Jesus' life, he came as a savior. When you look at Jesus' life, who is he reaching? The tax collectors. The prostitutes. Paul said he was the worst of all sinners. So, so the chief of sinners. Like this is who Jesus came to save. So... Because that's who he was, Savior, he came and fulfilled it by reaching the lost, by reaching the the hurting, by reaching the ones who needed healing, the reaching the sinners. So that purpose behind saving them directed every footstep and everything that he did and said. So your purpose to drive you. It should fulfill you, it should drive you, and it should head you towards, and, and, and you, you should receive assignments and callings of God to fulfill that purpose. Assignment is your to-do list. It's what God's asking you to do. Um, for me, my assignments uh, over the course of time is write a book, do a video about tapping into the glory of God. Um, Why? So these are two assignments that God's given me because of the calling of God and the purpose of God to have the body of Christ, not just this body, but the body of Christ tap into his presence. It's all driven because of my purpose. A calling, for me, for you, it might be different, but for me, it's wife, mother, pastor, you know, but... Um, apostle prophet whatever it is that you're called to do but you find out by finding out your purpose you know and these are callings that he's led me into um, so that i can fulfill this purpose when you understand it you'll start walking more in it if you've been feeling unfulfilled then i encourage you seek the lord he says ask and you will receive seek and you will find knock and the door will be open So seek the Lord and ask him, Lord, even if I feel like, personally, even though I feel like I am doing and fulfilling my purpose and callings, I still took what I was learning and I sought the Lord because I'm like, I want to understand which is what category, you know. So maybe you're walking in a lot of it, but to break it down like this really helps you to have a purpose-driven life and fulfill what God's called you to do. So a really good way of, and and let me see if I say this right, but a really good way of understanding and stepping into your purpose is to find out which attributes of God you identify with. Now, we all have them all because he created us in his image, but like, you know, if you really receive... um, Encouragement from the Lord, and you identify with that. And man, he encourages you. You're probably an encourager, like Clayton. He's always telling me, "God spoke to me this. God spoke to me that." While well, he's you know working, and then he goes and encourages others. Then then that's a purpose, right? And then in that purpose comes callings and and, and an anointings to do certain things. Um, maybe you identify with him. Um, as he's the savior and, and, and to save a lost and dying world, and, and all of a sudden God gives you and you identify with that, then all of a sudden you're, you're, he's calling you to be an evangelist. You have this on the inside of you. You're identifying with and You're so thankful, you know. Um, so whatever, look at how, who God is and see how you identify with him. If you really receive from the fact that he's a teacher and man, and, 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 and you just identify with that. And, and maybe you have the gift of teaching on the inside of you, you know. Um, so, so just, you know, look at God. Look at who he is and, and see what you identify with. People who g- hate getting up in the morning are probably not doing the right thing. They're not fulfilling their purpose. And so maybe it's out of disobedience. Maybe you know what your purpose is and you're just not doing it. You can have a lack of. Of joy and the minute you step back over into what God's called you to do and, and your purpose joy fills your heart you start serving God you know and, and and you're so let's say you're called to be a father and and part of your calling that's a calling and you're fulfilling that calling by being a good father, a good role model, a, a, a caretaker, a provider for your family. You are doing something that God has called you to do. Yes. And we should do it as unto the Lord, not unto men. You're doing it to bring him glory. Everything we do and all the callings and everything we do is a part of the purpose of bringing God glory as a son or daughter of God. So what, what are you, whatever you're doing, like as far as like a job, do it to the glory of God. Do it because you want to bring him praise, not just because you have to, you know. This purpose and having the right heart attitude will, will bring fulfillment to you because you're not just doing it to do it, you're doing it to bring God glory. You're doing it to the best of your ability to bring him praise, you know. If I, if, okay, I'm called to be a pastor. If I did it half-heartedly, you wouldn't be probably sitting here, first of all, right? If I wouldn't give God my all and and do it half-heartedly and just like, I can look up a message online. I've done that before, not here, but I've done it in youth before, and it doesn't go well. I could pull up any message and try to preach it, but if it's not new revelation or illumination of the word of God, fresh manna from heaven, I wouldn't be doing you a service at all. And so, same thing goes for you, whether you're a construction worker, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a daycare, you know, teacher, or whatever you do. Do it as unto the Lord. Do it as if it's part of your calling, because it's the reason you're there, is to give God glory. And then on top of that, you know, God has specific giftings and anointings within the body of Christ, things that you're anointed to do or you have a grace that someone else doesn't have a grace to do. Clayton and I had a grace for 12 years to be youth pastors. And then when we moved back here and had a youth party with our oldest son when he turned 16, we had about 15 youth over. It was crazy. I was like, how do we do this with 100 kids? And we had like 15 kids over. And I was like, the grace is not here anymore. <laughs> so there's seasons for things. But I called my little sister Joanna over and Josh, and I was like, you guys got to get over here. These kids are unruly. Um, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. It happened. and actually happened. Um, so whatever he's gifted you to do in the body, there's an anointing. And, and sometimes, you know, you're, you're, you humble yourself and, and you, you do what, what you feel a grace and anointing to do and, and you submit to that, then God, if you're faithful, God moves you to another level. Or he moves you to another area, you know, so we were, I was in nursery, I was a janitor, you know, clean toilet, I'll still do any of that today if God needs me to do it. Like, if you're not here throughout the week, sometimes I'll, I'll clean a toilet, change the change garbage, um, I'll decorate, you know, whatever I see needs to be done. And so we all should be in the body of Christ. Because it's not my house, it's his house. The Lord once told me, he said, if you take care of my house, I'll take care of your house. We should all have that attitude, you know, and I mean, we're, we're all doing a great job, but God needs us all to walk in, our fulfill, walk in our purpose and receive fulfillment, and then his house will be built, right? His house will be ready for him to fill it. Most of all, God wants you fulfilled. He wants you happy. He wants you blessed. So he wants you finding out your purpose and walking in it. He wants you doing these things, these assignments, these callings for his glory with the right attitude. Why? Because it brings others fulfillment. If I didn't do my callings, you wouldn't leave here, hopefully, encouraged and uplifted and closer to God, right? Or you wouldn't be motivated then to draw close to God. So what is it That maybe God's asking you to do, but if you're not doing it, somebody else is unfulfilled. If we do something with with the right heart attitude, it's going to bring blessing to others. Right? No matter where you are, you can preach the gospel. We all have an assignment as a son and daughter of God to preach the gospel to every living creature. This is a calling and an assignment from God, no matter who, where, or when you are. The disciples had the purpose to preach the gospel, but they all had different callings and anointings. So some of them were prophets. Some of them were teachers. Some of them were serving tables. Actually... So they kind of realized they were getting burnt out on all the different things that they weren't supposed to be doing. And so then they said in Acts 6, they said, verse 4, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. They, they kind of got drained serving tables and, and hosting feasts and this and that. And so they finally realize we need to do less of what is unfulfilling to us and more of what is fulfilling. Let's call on people who are actually called to do these hospitality things so that we can do what we're called to do so that we're all fulfilled. Hallelujah. The baby has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've heard her say that before. Um, just, <laughs> yep, as a mother. Um, so we need to have a, a purpose-driven life and focus on what is bringing us fulfillment and not in a selfish way. Like, I'm not going to, you know, how can I put it? I'm not going to do this or that because when we're serving the Lord in church, we'll say, Maybe you're not called to greet, but that area needs to be fulfilled, then do it as unto the Lord and not unto men. Right? Just do whatever it takes to serve the Lord. But as you're doing and you're busy serving the Lord, then at some point, just like the disciples, you'll find out what you're made for, what you're not made for, and God will move you into the right place. If you don't try it, you're never gonna know, right? With that being said, no, okay. <laughs> um So how can I even find out the question that we all are waiting for? How can I even find out what my purpose is? Well, ask yourself, what drives you? What motivates you? What makes you happy? What, if I could do anything for the Lord, what would that be? If I could do this, I would be really happy. I'd be really excited. I could wake up in the morning and, well, the word of God says, and and I'm not saying, like, I believe that if your desire lines up with his desire and that's what's going to bring fulfillment and bring him glory, it's probably what you're made for. But the Bible says in James 4, 2, you have not because you ask not. I think that up until now you kind of were just, like, roaming through life and trying to, like, feel it out and this and that. But we can just be specific and say, Lord, we ask you to reveal what's my purpose? What did you create me to do? What do you want me to do? What's going to bring fulfillment in my life? Maybe personally, what, what are the callings? You know, what are the jobs or the assignments that you want me to do uh, to bring provision as, as a calling as a father or a husband? Because that's a calling. Father, husband, that's a calling. Now there's things you need to do in an assignments you need to do as a father. Or what about, you know, my calling as a pastor? Lord, what are assignments that you want me to do? Well, he's assigned me to teach the word. He's assigned me to write a book. He's assigned me to do different things. Why? Because it's fulfilling the purpose. So God will give you assignments, and as you look at the assignments and things that God's asked you to do, it actually usually will kind of point you towards that purpose. What drew me to Clayton when we were um, younger, 20s, um, is he was kind of like my dad. You <laughs> laugh because it seems funny. But every day he came home from college on the bus, he would win someone to the Lord. Every day. And that stuck out to me. You couldn't go with my dad through McDonald's drive through without him winning a soul, or at least telling them the gospel. As a teenager, it was embarrassing. But he was purpose-driven. His purpose was to save the lost. He was an evangelist. That was his calling. So he was evangelist pastor. Those were two callings of his. Okay? And so everything he did directed him. And I believe one of Clayton's evangelists, and 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 he um, everything he does, it doesn't matter where he goes, he reaches like Jesus, the the unreachable, the 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 ones that are you know on the wayside that everybody would want to pass up. That's who he can reach. He always calls them his special friends. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to pray with you. I want to pray a prayer. (laughs) I want to pray a prayer over you that God would reveal by his spirit. And maybe it might happen instantly, and maybe it might happen over the course of the next few weeks, whatever. But all of a sudden, you're going to start having clarity of this this purpose and having um, God clarify and show you where he has given you assignments that had directed you towards that purpose. Okay? So let's just pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you, Lord because you created us with a plan and purpose in mind. I thank you, Lord, that each one of us are fearfully and wonderfully made. I thank you, Father, right now, that before you formed us in our mother's womb, you had a plan, and you anointed us to to have the equipment to fulfill that plan and purpose. So, Father, I ask you, Lord, right now, by the spirit of revelation, wisdom, and knowledge, Lord, and understanding, Lord, that you would reveal your purpose to each one of your people here today. Lord, that by your spirit, you would make it so clear, Lord, Lord, our purpose, and Lord, that you would show us, Lord, our different callings of how we can fulfill that purpose. Lord, whether it be, you know, I have the calling of, of, of mother, of wife, of, of pastor, of, 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 of prophet, of teacher. Lord, I just pray right now that you'd reveal to us the purpose, but also the callings and the offices that we hold to, to fulfill it. Lord, that you would even give us assignments, Lord, that would bring us fulfillment, but also bring you joy. God, I just ask you right now, by your spirit, reveal your plan to us, Lord. Because our plans might be many, Lord, but it's your purpose that will prevail. Father, I pray that as we set our hand to what you show us, what you reveal to us, whether it be in our work life, whether it be in church life, whether it be in our home life, Father, I just pray right now that you would bless everything we set our hand to and you would cause it to prosper and that you would receive all glory. You would receive all praise. Father, we just thank you right now. I ask you, Lord, stir up the gifts, the anointings, the callings of God on the inside of each one of these, Lord. Lord, so that they can step into the call In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, Well, that's okay, Clayton. I'm going to go ahead and take up today's offering, and then Clayton's going to make the announcements. So...